0: On this week's podcast, we are going to speak with Victor Briere and he is a Ayurveda holistic health and wellness professional. <laughs> he is uh, also an author of a new book and we'll get to learn a bit about his clinic and what he does and how he gets new clients and things that he's doing to completely transform, really, what what, uh, people know as holistic health and wellness. So uh, we'll get to listen to him. But first, I need to tell you about a tool that we use that I absolutely love. It's how we book our podcasts, how I book our guests and all the uh, appointments that people want with me. And it's great for um, managing my calendar for me. And it's called Once Hub. And if you go to peppershock.com offers, you can select the link. And if you need help setting up One's Hub, there's the schedule once. It's a, the part of One's Hub as well as chat once. And so it's a scheduling superpower and chat bot solution for your website, uh, for your calendar. It helps you increase sales, delights your customers and saves you time. You don't have to chase the, the calendar chase, right? and go back and forth on finding a time. You can just send them your booking link and then they will book a time that works best for them. And we can help you set it up. And in fact, you can even go check it out right now and go to peppershock.com book-Jordan. And he is our marketing assistant. He will help you get your calendar hooked in, help you with the chat bot. He's been doing it for us now, and it's time for him to do it for other people as well. So Go to Peppershock.com slash book dash Jordan, and he will get you all hooked up with schedule once and the chat bot. If you want it, you can do one or the other or both, uh, through one's hub. You'll use the link. You will use the affiliate link that we have for you. And that way it directs it all to us. And then we'll know that we can be your support if you need it. Uh, so go to Peppershock.com slash offers. And without further ado, I need to also give you my weekly marketing tip, my Marketing essential, something that you have to have in order to keep the doors open in your business, especially during this time of interesting ways of the the market that's going on and the pandemic that's hopefully going to be coming out soon of this uh, space and place and time that we've been experiencing for over a year now. And I believe that if you can at least, at the very least, do some things to keep your doors open that will continue to help you build your brand and your bottom line. And those things could be uh, getting onto social media. Maybe you're not on social media, maybe don't use it as very often. Getting into a routine to where you can check your LinkedIn and message people and just share with them what you do and how you do it. And then the other thing that we do is on a monthly basis, we have a virtual marketing meetup that we collect. Everybody that wants to get together to meet people and network and talk about your marketing journeys, right? We call it the Marketing Expedition Virtual Meetup. Right now, it's every third Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And you can go to peppershock.com slash events to find that event and any of the other events that we have going on. And this particular event is free. So you can join us. You can network. You can meet other professionals, other marketing leaders and entrepreneurs and those that need to get out and meet people. Even though we can't necessarily go out in public, we can do it from the comfort of our own home office. (laughs) Working from home, right? Uh, So go to Peppershock.com slash events. Sign up for the Marketing Expedition Virtual Meetup every third Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And once again, Peppershock.com slash events. And we hope to see you there. All right, now, without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Victor Briere. He is the co-founder and chief academic officer of the International Institute of Ayurveda. Did I say it right? Perfect. Yay! Uh, Victor Briere, an Ayurveda doctor, is the co-founder and International Institute of the Ayurveda. Victor is a gifted pulse reader specializing in Ayurveda diagnostics, techniques, and health counseling. His in-depth, individualized approach to health offers clients and students a detailed and encompassing perspective on the underlying causes of imbalance. I definitely can use that. (laughs) Um, Victor's approach to wellness emphasizes the role and importance of lifestyle and dietary balance. He offers the support often needed to successfully address the root cause of illness and restore the body to balance. Welcome to the show,
1: Victor. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
0: And we were just talking, you are in Northern California.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: And you are um, practicing there. So tell me a little bit more about what you do and how you help people and, and, uh, you know, the bio is one thing, but just from your own words, tell me a little more about you.
1: Okay. Happy to my, uh, from my own words, it changes a little bit every day. Right. When it it (laughs) comes out organically. So Ayurveda is coming into vogue in the United States, but it's been around for like 8,000 years. So it's new here, but it's not a new health system. Um, It's actually one of the world's oldest health systems, if not the oldest recorded one. Um, So what is it? What does Ayurveda mean? Ayurveda literally means the science of life or the science of longevity, how to live a long, healthy life. And it is considered a holistic system of healing because the foundational belief is that your body is a completely integrated whole. There's no such thing as having a stomach problem without it affecting your entire body. But just because we don't have symptoms in our head, for example, if we have a stomach ache, we think, Oh, I have a stomach ache. That's it. Let me go take something for my stomach. Ayurveda would say a big, no, don't do that. There's something pathologically going on in your system that's causing that stomach ache. And that's indicating future problems ahead if you don't address that stomach ache, you know, relatively within a short period of time. So that makes Ayurveda a preventative healthcare system. So allopathy primarily is a healthcare system that deals with presenting illness. Like you're sick, go to the doctor now. You got sick, now go to the doctor. Ayurveda says, no, go to the Ayurvedic doctor before you get sick so you don't get sick. Because it's a lot easier to deal with a health problem that's just starting to start than it is to deal with a chronic health problem that's been in your body for however long.
0: Excellent. So, and how long have you been practicing?
1: I've been practicing, give or take 10 years.
0: Fantastic.
1: And I'm not allowed to say practicing technically. I have to say holding a clinic because that's an important little point. Ayurveda is not a licensed healthcare system. Like uh, someone having an MD practices allopathic medicine that's licensed but in the united states ayurveda is not licensed which is good and negative in certain ways it's a double edged sword
0: it sounds like it yeah no i'm glad for the correction i don't want you to do the wrong thing but i get it i, I understand and so how um, so do you have a clinic that you go to that you um, you know visit or are you working from home or are you like a can you go to play, do you go to people in their place
1: uh, i have a clinic um, the clinic right? The clinic is Pacific Coast Ayurveda, that's the name of the clinic, but that's a part of the International Institute of Ayurveda. Um, and it's in Northern California, right on Highway 1, um, which is this beautiful highway oh. on the West Coast overlooking the ocean. Um, oh, yeah. And so clients pre-COVID would come in and we'd sit down and talk health and go over their health issues. These days, of course, with Zoom, um, I'm doing most of my health consultations online.
0: Right. Cause of COVID it's kind of changed things a little bit for sure for everyone.
1: <laughs> for Speaking everyone.
0: of that, how you, yeah. So because we're going on a marketing expedition together, how have you been able to gain new clients and work with people through this pandemic?
1: Actually, surprisingly. Um, so I always offered online consultations, but most of the time in the past, people would say, ah, maybe I'll try and find someone local if they live in a state where there are local Ayurvedic practitioners. Um, or they'd say, man, I just really want to do something in person, which I completely understand, but I just continued offering that service. And once COVID hit, now everyone was basically like, yeah, let's sign me up like online. Great. Let's do it. So in kind of a weird way, it's actually increased, um, the amount of clients I could see and the range of clients I could see. Um, so it's been good. And, Since then, I've just been promoting that service more um, consistently because it's the main service people have access to.
0: So without giving away names or anything like that, can you tell me a story of where you helped somebody, kind of their situation, what they came to you for and, and why? I mean, obviously it's a preventative thing, but maybe there was something that was driving them to come see you. Tell me what happened.
1: Sure, can I answer your question with a question? You got it. <laughs> okay, how severe of a case would you like me to speak on right now? Do you want to go with like you know uh, acid reflux, or should I go with like <laughs> you know severe debilitating colitis?
0: Oh my gosh! Oh, well, let's do let's do both. Okay, let's go let's go with uh, let's go with colitis first. I want to hear about that.
1: <laughs> okay, actually, I'll, I'll forget colitis. I'll say Crohn's. Okay, that's, that's a real case for me. Um, in recent past, so. Severe Crohn's. And for those of our listeners who don't know what Crohn's is, Crohn's is a a very intense um, inflammatory condition in the entire GI tract. Um, Typically it's an immune system issue as well. That's, but you know, there are many varieties and all that. So what happens is that a lot of people suffering from Crohn's can't absorb food properly. And so they, they uh, can either become very overweight which is kind of strange to think about, right? If you can't have food, how do you come overweight? But that's what happens. Or they start losing a lot of weight and become severely emaciated. Um, the emaciation in this particular case, you know, you got a male who's a young male weighing less than 90 pounds. So very oh. severe, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, of course, allopathy prescribes, steroids, prescribes, um, you know, immune suppressant drugs, injections, things like that, whole bunch of supplement antibiotics for complications that, um, can cause infections and all that, so on and so forth. And then the big thing that Ayurveda has something to say on is, and in order to gain weight, you need to eat 1800 calories a day, right? That's what an allopathic doctor would say. And it's like, okay, makes sense, right? You take in more food, you gain more weight, but that's not quite how the digestive system works. So according to Ayurveda. So the, and plus there was not a lot of commentary on where those 1800 calories came from. So take it as a protein shake, take it as chicken, take it as beef, take it as whatever you want, just get the 1800 calories. So Ayurveda would hold up a big giant stop sign and say, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just, you can't just not distinguish between where you're getting those calories. And not only that, if the body can't absorb what you're putting in, then it can actually cause further problems by creating more toxicity in the system than was there before. And what Ayurveda would say about that is the more toxicity you create, the more aggravated the immune system's going to get, the more inflammation that gets caused and then you increase the disease pathology or you progress the disease pathology. So that's what Ayurveda would say. So Ayurveda would take a very different approach. Ayurveda would say, actually, we need to lighten the diet extremely. We need to basically feed you the most easily digestible foods you could possibly have that are organic and fresh and so on, and very limited in selection so that it's extremely easy for your body to absorb. And in doing so, you, like a baby, slowly nurse that person's body back into being able to absorb food. It's a long, slow process, but long story short, the client starts gaining weight back. The inflammation reduces. Of course, it's never a straight line just towards perfection. There are setbacks and all that stuff. And not only that, Ayurveda is going to say, well, because of the severity of the disease, there are all these emotional issues that come along with it. And what's first, the chicken or the egg? Or do they happen simultaneously? Because the mind and the body are not really just one, they're really just one entity. So you start to observe that whenever this this client gets very emotional or very reactive to factors that have nothing to do with the disease pathology, the symptoms aggravate quite substantially. So Ayurveda says, of course, the body is one entity, it's holistic. So if you're going to address the root cause of this, you're going to need to address the anxiety, the fear, the anger, the depression, all those things simultaneously with the right diet. That is not just trying to say here, pack calories inside this person's gut. Right. And then over time that starts to unwind the pathology of the person and their body can start to flourish. So that's the short version of a complicated case.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And then, okay. So then the acid reflux, which I know somebody Close to me who has that issue, and you know, so I'm. I'll be curious to see how you help somebody else with that.
1: Okay, so um, acid reflux is interesting because people say, "Oh, I got heartburn," right? And there are many causes for what that could be, but they get that burning sensation in their esophagus, um, and and it's easy to think I have too much acid. Well, that might not be the case. Actually, it could be quite the opposite. It could be that your stomach acids have have lost potency. And in, in Ayurveda, we talk about this functional biological force called vata, which is a Sanskrit word. Vata deals with the movements in your body, whether it's a regurgitation, whether it's an elimination, whether it's impulses traveling through the nervous system, anything that moves in the body has an kind of overarching force that's categorized as Vata. So that acid reflux, there's a big Vata component because basically the weakness of a sphincter at the top of your stomach and a reflux type action has to do with the way things move in your body. But your esophagus doesn't have the same kind of lining that your stomach does. So what doesn't burn you in the stomach might burn your esophagus. So we say, oh, let me take an antacid, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel this burning and it might calm down the symptom, but you're actually perpetuating and making the cause of the acid reflux worse oh, because no? you're further diluting your stomach acid. You're further creating this, re- this response in your body that my digestive system's not acting properly. I'm not digesting food properly, right? So on and so forth. So you get the idea it's not always so clear cut as I could just trust what I'm feeling and address that feeling. Right. Um and then also why do you have the acid reflux? That's the big ayurvedic question. What's causing the acid reflux? Oh, well, you know, I ate something spicy. It's like okay, that might aggravate the cause, but is that the cause? And when you dive down into it it's no, they've been chronically constipated. For, since they were 10 years old and you know, uh, so on and so forth. And there are all these other, there are some emotional issues involved, then the story goes on. And really you have these deep seated underlying causes that took 15 years to manifest as acid reflux. And if you don't address those fundamental causes, you're just gonna either temporarily resolve the problem or you're going to see that problem go away because it's been suppressed by some medication and a similar problem that's related Ayurvedically will pop up somewhere else. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see where that is, uh, like you said, from the holistic approach, being able to understand everything that's going on, not just the one symptom or issue that you're experiencing. That's awesome, Yeah. yeah. So, okay, from a marketing perspective, how do you get to share these stories? How do you get the word out there? How do people tell about you to others?
1: uh, success stories. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, things like this obviously help get the word out, but especially when I was starting my clinic, um, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, basically if you could help someone and if they could have a deeper understanding of their body, even if they didn't, you know, walk out like miraculous healing, right. Cause healing is challenging. It takes time in many cases, then they would start talking. They would say, Hey, there's this different way of going about it. And a lot of times by the time someone's come to see me, They've already seen five, seven, eight doctors. So I get a lot of the cases that are like, no one knows what's going on, what the heck's going on, right? And Ayurveda is really good with that because it looks at the body as a whole. So I'm not just looking at your um, liver, fatty liver, right? I want to know what's causing the fatty liver. So I'm going to look at everything else in your body. Um, and it's a very thorough and comprehensive assessment um, in a, with a unique way of thinking that's unique to Ayurveda or like Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda have the same roots and they're very similar in their outlook of how to heal. Um, so that kind of approach to healing people often come to when they've exhausted the, just the, you know, I go to the doctor's office, hopefully there's a pill that fixes this. If not, then I don't know what to do.
0: So do you see people kind of on a regular ongoing basis then to, to kind of, you're like a detective trying to figure out, you know, find the pieces as to what's going on. Does that process generally take a while or, you know, tell me how it goes.
1: Um, That is a lot largely based on the level of experience the Ayurvedic practitioner has. So if someone comes in to see me, our first consultation is 50 minutes and it's pretty thorough. Uh, I read their pulses. Ayurvedic pulse assessment is a whole art form that is far beyond just counting the heart rate. Um, it lets you assess everything going on inside the body. We look at your tongue, same kind of story eyes. We go over your entire health history, the whole nine yards and more, more more importantly than anything is we make a connection. We talk, you really get a chance to be heard to say, you know, you know, I have this headache, but I also notice this other thing. And through that conversation, we both start to make connections um, as to what's going on. It's like, you know, I have a headache. Oh, do you suffer from constipation? It's like, well, yeah, but what does that have to do with it? And then we talk about that. Right. So in that first consultation, a lot of times the person walks away with a higher level of awareness of their own body and what's, what's connected to what. Um, and so a lot can be done The kind of the first consultation, the course is set. And then it's an organic process from there on out. We meet depending on the person. I usually like to meet with people at least um, at longest two weeks after our first appointment. And then depending on how they're going and how they're proceeding, the distance between appointments is longer and longer. Some people like people struggling with addiction or really having a hard time with accountability, we create an arrangement where we talk every day. And so it's a customized approach. And that's what Ayurveda is all about. There's no mass medicine in Ayurveda.
0: Good. And, okay, so let's just back up a little bit. What made you decide, or maybe it decided for you, how did you get involved with Ayurveda? Why is this your passion? Why is this what you do?
1: My, the short version of the long story is I had a health problem of my own. It was not very serious. I had like this nagging muscle something pain in my left shoulder blade. And I was 18 and I was raised in Los Angeles and I had a completely Western mindset towards all that stuff. Um, growing up, it was just normal, right? I didn't think twice about it. Um, I went to a number of doctors and they didn't have much to say about it. It was one of those diseases that was like, yeah, it could be this. It could be that we don't really know. And basically your options are what we have to offer you are painkillers or surgery. And as a 19 year old guy who didn't want to go through surgery and I didn't want to take painkillers because I knew some of the consequences of that. I said, no, and I didn't know what to do. Um, so eventually I found my way to a yoga studio for the first time in my life. And I really liked the yoga instructor. So I asked her to do a private session with me and she did. And she kind of assessed my body and I didn't, I knew hardly anything about yoga. I knew nothing about Ayurveda at this point. She said, okay, do these three postures or then let's see how it goes. So I had carried this pain or this agitation for two years or so. And within two weeks, it was gone, completely gone, never to come back. So that was kind of a moment for me, like, wait a second, there's a bigger world here. There's something else out there, you know, and years went by. I kept exploring all that stuff. I got into yoga because that's the thing that helped me at the time. Eventually I met my yoga teacher who's currently my yoga teacher now. And he said, Hey, I was looking for a change of career. I was a realist in real estate and I wanted to switch. I said, Hey, have you heard of Ayurveda? And I said, no, what's Ayurveda? He said, okay, go check it out. So I started checking it out and I loved it. And I never looked back. Um, Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. Ayurveda and yoga are commonly practiced together.
0: Nice. Excellent. I, I do like to do yoga when I can, you know, <laughs> take the time to, to do it. It's, it's relaxing. It's, it's good to, Used to be stress and and uh, so so now do you still do yoga as well, Victor? Every day. Ah, okay. That's what I that's what I picked up on. That's excellent. Um. Okay. So just because our listeners are you know looking for ideas on you know ways to market their business and ways to kind of grow their business and I say you know grow their brand and their bottom line. What kind of resources or things have you tapped into along the way to help you and guide you in this business that you have created?
1: Um, You know, being a clinician, and I think this applies to a lot of people who need to market their business, I wanted to spend my time as a clinician. I didn't want to do the whole giant social media grind and blog posts seven times a minute and you know like all that stuff and obviously that's right
0: you're not on Facebook so (laughs) yeah I'm not
1: even on Facebook and and all that especially because I have a lot of clients who suffer from computer um, overdose and computer fatigue and it causes physical ailments that's a real thing so I I was looking for a better solution. That's when I met, um, a wonderful woman who actually came to the clinic, not for health reason, but because we were serving chai one day out of our vegetarian kitchen. And she happened to see that and her name's Jill Lublin. Um, and she said, Hey, I, I was just starting to publish, getting ready to publish my book. And lo and behold, she's this expert, wonderful book publisher, world PR person who was just like, well, let me see it. You know, out of the kindness of her heart. Right. So I showed to her. She's like, "Okay, change this, 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 and this." And I'm like, "Wow, those are all great ideas." <laughs> so of course, I was, I did it, um, and I said, "Hey, I want to, you know, help me. Like, help me. I don't, I don't know what to do in this world." And she said, "Sure." So I started working with her, and that's been wonderful. And one of the things she's like is like, "Okay, you need to start. You're a good speaker. You need to start getting out there and sharing this knowledge. Just go." And so I've been doing that and it's been very, very helpful for both me and um, it's definitely increased the amount of flow into my business. Um, And then that was just one of the suggestions she gave me. So what I'm saying is I recommend getting someone to be like an observer of what you're doing that's not a family member uh, (laughs) and who's not a co-owner of your business. And they're just looking to say, okay, I'm your coach, I'm neutral, here's what to do. And, you know, look up Jill Loveland. She's great. Yeah. So seriously, I, I would seriously recommend her. She's uh, been
0: on our podcast before too. So um, for those of you listening, you'll have to scroll back and, and listen for for Jill Loveland's uh, podcast. With, I interviewed her as well. And uh, yeah, no, she's super great and gives lots of great uh, public relations and coaching book publishing advice for sure. Yeah. And, and that's how we met, in fact she recommended you to me to interview you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the reason any listeners listening to us right now talk is because of Jill Loveland's influence. Um, So yeah, so highly recommend uh, getting a coach neutral person who can just tell you this is what's up. And they have so many resources because the reality is I'm not going to sit down and uh, I need to run my clinic. I need to focus on being a Ayurvedic doctor and educator and stuff like that. And there are so many solutions around that. So that was a huge help. Just talking to people freely about, Hey, tell your, tell, if you like what I'm doing, tell people about it, open up those doors, you know, don't be shy about that. That's really helped me. I published a book uh, called pulse unveiled and that has helped bring attention to me, not just trying to get book sales or whatever, but it's true. You know, I, I, I'm looked at differently now that, now that I've published a book, people are like, Oh wow, you put in that work, you put in that effort, you produce something, you know, that that shows that conveys a certain level of passion in what you're doing. So it gives a, it conveys trust. It conveys, you know, all those things that we all know are just natural to healthy human relationships.
0: Well, yeah, I think, um, publishing a book certainly elevates the expertise and the, um, you know, kind of thought leadership that people might think of you because you are a published author and you have, you know, distributed a book and, and have that to, to support, um, kind of your, what you're doing and how you're doing it. And then people can, you know, write book reviews and, and all kinds of fun things like that. Right.
1: Yeah. And, you know, for every person I've connected with, what I've found, um, like in this world, in the media world, right? The vast majority have been extremely kind-hearted, willing to help. And then what ends up happening is I create a relationship with them and we help each other down the line. I end up helping them with their stuff as well. Um, And whatever, because I have a newsletter too, right? I have all that stuff too. And so, and it just creates a positive networking vibe that it really does. It attracts people to the whole relationship, you know? Yeah. And it's very rewarding, more than I ever thought it would be before I I started thinking that way. So I guess at the end of the day, at the beginning of all this, like really changing my mindset around the media and marketing world, I had this kind of narrow-minded idea that I had to be posting on Facebook all the time to do media and that just was not true. That's just not the case.
0: Right. And you're not even on Facebook, which we talked about too.
1: <laughs> on purpose. Yes. On purpose. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's other channels, other ways. Cause you use, you use LinkedIn, right?
1: I just started a LinkedIn profile. I haven't used it much. My preferred, and I do think there is a certain level of preference or affinity. My preferred mm-hmm. method is to talk to people. Right. And so yeah. I always encourage that. I do have a website, of course, and all that. And, right. you know, um, and so it's just, what do you like the most? And not just that, but what's working for you. This is what's been working for me best.
0: And what is your website, Victor?
1: My website is I, I, Ayurveda, and I'll spell Ayurveda. So it's the letter I, the letter I, and then A, Y, U, R, V, as in Victor, E, D, as in dog, A.com.
0: Thank you for that. I know we had to make sure that we could pronounce it correctly.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's a no. tough
0: And I've heard, I've heard of it before. I looked it up and I, you know, kind of wanted to just explore a little bit more and understand, uh, you know, the world that's out there. And it seems like it's, it's like you said, it's growing and people are, um, wanting to participate more in this practice or an app practice, um, the, uh, methods, let's say, uh, of what you're doing, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Ayurveda is growing. I started, studying Ayurveda 11 years ago or something like that. And, um, the amount it's grown in that decade is massive. I mean, when I started, there wasn't even such a thing as an Ayurvedic doctor in the United States. It was either Ayurvedic counselor or practitioner. That was it. And then now, you know, if I go into the city, I live in a small town. If I go into the city and I go to a Whole Foods or whatever, there's triphala on the shelf, which is an Ayurvedic herbal compound. You know, it's like, if you type Ayurveda in on Amazon, you could spend your entire day looking through all the products. And so, and Ayurveda is much more than herbs, but that's uh, that's often one way uh, something makes it into the popular eye, right? Is through a product. So. Yeah.
0: And for our listeners that you can't see this, but behind Victor, he has all of his herbs and jars behind him and I can see, yeah. There's lots of different types for many different things, I'm sure, based on each of each individual's uh, need for the different types of herbs. But okay, what are what are some things then that you would do, or what you would pers- or, you know suggest or recommend um, for those two things that we talked about? Like what kind of herbs would be good for uh, the the reflux, let's say.
1: So that's a good question, because the answer is, if I were to tell everyone who had acid reflux to take this one herb, I would be going against the Ayurvedic philosophy. It depends on the cause. And for acid reflux, there could be five, six different causes, different herb for each cause. Uh, um, (laughs) Right. And same thing with some, especially with a complex disease like Crohn's, there is no way you could give just a generic um, suggestion.
0: Right. Yeah. It's too, too complex for sure. Excellent. Well, I just wanted to, um, say thank you for, you know, coming on the show and sharing everything about what you've been doing and your story and how you got started and, um, any last words of wisdoms or, um, you know, guidance that you'd like to share with our audience about building your brand and your bottom line?
1: Um, yeah, I I think something that's helped me is not to be afraid to change it up. Um, like before the International Institute of Ayurveda, because of certain circumstances, the the organization was the International Institute of Tantric and Vedic Sciences, and which is kind of a mouthful, right? Yeah. So I started doing more media and I realized that, oh my God, whenever I say this, it's like a mouthful. No one's getting, this is not going to work. Yeah. And so um I, I had to sit there and be like, okay, it's going to be such a pain in the butt to rebrand and do all this stuff. But that flexibility has afforded me something that can last for the future. And I think that's probably a true lesson for a lot of marketing things. It's like, you think you did one thing and it's, and it's like, you think it's going to work. And it's like, no, take the reflection back from the world and use it because it's important. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and, and I think that's a really smart tactic to take is you know, truncating and, and simplifying, especially now, because people are just so inundated with so many things. And if you can keep your message short and sweet, then you're gonna you know, less is more, right?
1: Yeah, definitely, especially in today's world where it's like the amount of information flowing through us on a daily basis is a thousandfold than it was even fifteen years ago.
0: Right, right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Victor. And um we will uh have this out there and uh if you have any offers or anything, we'll put it on the offer page or we'll we'll get a link to your book and uh get that out there so that people can go to peppershock.com/offers and find your book and maybe uh, information about you as well and we'll put it all in the show notes and all that good stuff. Uh so just let me know if there's anything else that you'd like to add in there and uh, and without With that, then we'll close the show. But anything else that you'd like to add?
1: I'm good. Thank you for the opportunity to let me speak.
0: Absolutely, Victor. All right. Well, and for you, those of you listening, of course, the best thing you can always do is give us a review. If you're on Apple, scroll all the way down and give us a review. And on any other platform that you're on, if you find reviews, let us know. Screenshot it. Send it to us at info at Let us know that you are listening. And if you have questions or even topics or ideas or somebody that you think we could interview, go there and let us know. And we will enjoy the, the currency of reviews. <laughs> And yes, until next time, enjoy the journey.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising?